Praise the Lord, everybody. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I am back again. Um, God is good. He is so good. Good afternoon. I'm so glad that you're here. I am Pastor Cece, one of the founding pastors of Nashville Life. Um, founded this awesome church with my wonderful husband, Pastor Love, who's here today. Our lead pastor, Alvin, is on vacation, praise God, and um, hopefully he's getting rest and being recharged. God is good. We have been so blessed um, here at Nashville Life. Uh, this year's theme for us is uh, being a life giver. I'm a life giver. Be a life giver. How many life givers do we have here? I'm a life giver. All right, all right, all right, all right. Well, good, good. And you know, in order to be a life giver, you got to be full of life, right? So you can give out life. So you can give out life. God is so good. Uh, my husband and I, we celebrated 37 years of marriage. <laughs> 37 years of marriage. And I still like the guy. I still like him. And uh, we're just so grateful. We're so grateful what God has done. It's just amazing how faithful God is. Even when you're not, God is just faithful. He's good. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for a wonderful day. We thank you for these precious people who are here. Holy Spirit, have your way. Say whatever you want to say, however you want to say it, so that your name will be glorified and that we will all leave out here changed as a result of being in your presence as a result of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. amen. In case you don't know, I like people to talk back to me. Okay, um, growing up in an African-American church, a black church, you're used to people talking back to you. You know, it's funny, when I was about 17 years old, my, my brother and I went to sing at a, um, a Christian, a, a white it was really my first introduction to singing to white people, <laughs> to just white people, right? And uh, my brother and I, we, we would sing. We were down in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we would sing. We were part of this group, and we were the only colored people in the group. That's what they called us back then, okay? And so, and so we would sing, and it would sound like this. <laughs> and we would say, wow. They really don't like us. <laughs> and then afterwards, people would come up crying and weeping, and I'm just like, oh, my God. And God was like, you never let your praise be dictated by the people because everybody responds differently. Amen? And so, so I've been trained in them both. <laughs> I can preach with noise, or I can preach when you're quiet. It's okay. Amen? <laughs> God is good. Okay, we celebrated Father's Day um, last week, and um, I pray all the fathers had a good time, and, uh, you know, I thought about my dad. My dad has gone on to be with the Lord, and I got to say this real quick, because one of my problems is staying on time, right, when it comes to preaching. I'm kind of long-winded, so I'm trying to stay in the time frame, but, but I got to share a little bit about my dad, because we understand through this wonderful series that we've been in called Perfectly Fathered. We've been in a series called Perfectly Fathered, and Pastor Alvin has done a phenomenal job. Oh, my God. Oh, y'all can do better than that. Woo! That word has been on fire. If you missed any messages, go back. Do yourselves a favor and go back and listen. Really, you need to listen from the beginning of the year. Because there's been an anointing on his preaching that has just been phenomenal since God has allowed him to step in as lead pastor. But anyway, perfectly fathered. And so I thought about my dad, and my dad was just hilarious. I don't have enough time to talk about my dad because he was a character, okay? Um, he loved God with all of his heart, but, and he had this big personality, you know. Um, for those of you who don't know, I was raised with uh, seven older brothers. My mom and dad had seven boys first. And I was the first girl, and I have two younger sisters. So um, needless to say, I was overly protected. I was protected to the point till they got on my nerves. You know, I was just like, oh, my God, I thought I would never, ever get married in life. But my husband, he stood through the test. Because they took him through. Oh, they took him through. A couple of them was right out mean. I said, y'all not even saved treating him like that. 
But he stayed in there, you know. So, so my dad, let me get to my dad. So my dad loved God. He was a praiser. One of the greatest thing I, things that I got from him, I believe, is that I believe in praising God. He taught me the value of praising God, of opening your mouth and giving God praise. That's not a black thing. That's not a white thing. It's a God thing. It's what the word tells us to do, to open up your mouth and praise God. And I know some of y'all still don't want to open up your mouth. But you know what? That's on you. That's on you. If you want to stay bound up in chains so, in order to hold on to your pride, then that's on you. Because the Bible said, bless the Lord at all times. Let his praises continually be on your lips. So continually means you don't take a break. Right? When things are going well, you still praise him. When things aren't going well, you still praise him. See, a lot of y'all want to make up your own rules, and you still want the benefits. You can't make up your own rules and receive the benefits. And don't get mad at me because I'm getting all the benefits. I don't believe in going to the grocery store and leaving my, paying for my groceries and leaving them on the, the, the belt. No, I don't believe in that. We take everything. Y'all don't believe in it either. You take all your groceries, right? Jesus paid the price. He paid for it all. So if you want to leave your peace on the belt, that's on you. I'm not leaving mines on the belt. I'm not leaving mine's there. I need it. I need it. I need the peace of God in order to make it. So anyway, back to my dad, right? My dad, my natural dad. I'm going to get through this. During his time, he loved God so much. Even during his time when he was about to leave here, he was um, in the hospital, right? And, and again, anybody who's from a big family know that you grow up talking smack. You know, you always got something to say. You have to. You got to be able to take care of yourself, you know? Um, and so, so... They started making fun because I was there with my dad. And it seemed like, it seemed like every time I, went, I was there with my dad alone that he would go cold blue, you know? And uh, so we was on the phone, me and my siblings. They was like, man, I don't know why it seemed like every time Cece there with dad, he going to cold blue. I said, y'all low down for that. Y'all are so low down. That is just coincidence, right? So... So I said, so they were laughing. They laugh at anything. They're crazy. So, so my father was so excited about going to be with the Lord, you know? And we were like, God, Dad, we're praying for you to stay here. He was like, I don't want to stay here. I'm going to be with the Lord. I'm going to see my mother. Oh, my God. He started talking about saints that had gone on, and he was just excited about seeing God, right? And so, and so I was like, well, we're praying for you anyway. You know, we're praying for you to stay. So I was in the hospital in, in the room with him, and he started, you know, couldn't hardly breathe, you know. And so I'm standing there, and I'm, I'm hearing what all my siblings were saying in my head. And I was like, oh, no, you're not leaving here today. <laughs> and so my father was always, he was already praising God like he was seeing the pearly gates or something, right? He was like, oh, God, I thank you. Thank you. And I was like, oh, no, 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 you're not going today. <laughs> so I went and got the nurses, and they came, and they resuscitated <laughs> He was so mad at me for praying him back. <laughs> he was so mad at me for praying him back. I said, oh, no, no, you're not leaving with me here, right? Not with just me here. And so I'm happy to let you know that when he went on to be with the Lord, my mom was with him, and he went on, but he just rejoiced all the way to the end. My father made marks on me throughout his life because he's, he was a godly father. He wasn't perfect by far. <laughs> and, and the one thing that was so golly about him, even when he messed up, he would be the first one to say, I'm sorry. Ah. And I remember when I lost my, my, my second eldest brother. And when, when Ronald took his last breath, my father was still with us. Ronald was the first sibling that we, well, that's the only sibling that I've lost. Praise God. But, but when he went on to be with the Lord, my father's first reaction was his hands went up. And he began to praise God. And I looked at him. I'm just like, what is wrong? What is, what is that about? How can, you, how can that be your first reaction when you see your son pass? It just made no, no natural sense to me. And he went on to praise God and say, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to have Ronald. We thank you. We thank you. You didn't have to let, him ha let us have him this long. And, and we know that he's with you. And, and he just began to praise God and to thank God. And, and the spirit of heaviness never failed on him. Because he understood the power of praise. He understood the power of worship. Amen. And you see, when you've been perfectly fathered, that was my natural father. 
when you're perfectly fathered, then you know what? You live like you're loved. You live like you're loved. You have a spirit of joy. You have a spirit of peace. And, and you know that no matter what you're going through, everything is going to be all right. Are you living like you're loved? My natural father had a relationship with the heavenly father. And, and when you have a real relationship with the heavenly father, everybody know it. Everybody knows it. You don't, have to, you don't have to have a sign on your back, but you're willing to wear one on your back. Everybody knows it. Why? Because you have this joy, this unspeakable joy. You know, my father, no matter who he met, <laughs> and that's why as kids you're kind, you were kind of embarrassed. It's like, oh, no, we don't know when he's going to break out in praise. <laughs> you could be in the grocery store. You could be, it, it, you could be at the Grammys. It didn't matter. God is a wonder. And you're like, oh, God, here he goes. Dad is here. He's here. But, but you know, he would go to one of his favorite places was a breakfast place, Coney Islands. Um, before he passed, every morning he would go there. And, and these were Chaldeans. These were people from other countries. And he would come in and say, God is good, show enough. And, 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 and he would testify to them, and they would love him. Oh, come on in, Pop Winans. And you know what? At his funeral, they were there testifying. They were there testifying about my dad, how he blessed their life and how Jesus. It was just amazing because he lived like he was loved. He was excited about being perfectly fathered. Amen. Your, perce your perception of how God feels about you is the reality you live from. To live in the re revelation of the Father's love is the greatest privilege we have as believers. It's the greatest privilege. Today, I want you to evaluate yourself today. And even, you know, when we leave here today, maybe you need an uh, 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 accountability partner. Someone to just check on you, you know. Um, when you know God loves you, you begin living like you are loved. Do you believe the good things that God says about you? Do you believe it? Do you believe that you're the head and not the tail? Do you believe that you're the apple of his eye? Hallelujah. Do you really believe it? Being at home in love should be the first and primary experience of every Christian life. This is knowing that you are part. Everybody say knowing. This is knowing that you are part of a loving family with a loving father whose heart is open to you. You live from a place of knowing that you are loved, knowing that you are accepted, knowing that you are included. I shouldn't have to remind you every other day that you're accepted. The question comes, do you really believe? Do you really believe that you are loved? You are special to the Father to the point, I love the Word of God, that He rejoices over you with joy and singing because you bring such pleasure to his heart. It says in Zechariah, you are the apple of his eye. He adores you. Isaiah 58 and 11 says, the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. My prayer is that we would all leave out of here feeling and knowing that we are a watered garden, that the God that we serve is concerned about every detail of my life. He cares about me. He knows. He sees from the beginning. He knows from the, the end from the beginning. Every detail, he's concerned about you. He loves you so much. When you're living like you're loved, you have practical expressions, okay? And I'm, I'm just going to name a few. You, you, you live in confidence. You have confidence. Yeah. 
You have confidence. Everybody say confidence. confidence. The feeling or belief that one can rely on someone, on something. A firm trust, trust, belief, a conviction that you can trust God. Then you have contentment. Everybody say contentment. Yeah. A state of happiness. Yeah. Happiness and satisfaction. Happiness and satisfaction. Are you a happy person? I know we say, well, God's not concerned about you being happy. No, 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 he is. He is. He's not concerned about you doing things your own way because you really don't know what makes you happy. You know, have you ever said, oh, you know, when, when I get that job, I'm going to be happy. You know, when, when I get married, I'm going to be happy. Let me tell you, if you're not happy now, you're not going to be happy when you get married. Any married people in the house can testify to that, that marriage is not the thing that makes you happy. Oh, when I have that first child, I'm going to be happy. Then you have the first one. Now, when I get the second one, I'm going to be happy. When I get that raise, when I make this much money, I'm going to be happy. No, 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 no. Contentment. When you're perfectly fathered, you're, you live in a state of happiness and satisfaction. Hallelujah. Courage is another one. Everybody say courage. The ability to do something that frightens you. You're still willing to step out. You know what? I could step out. You know, even, even growing up again with my, my dad and my seven brothers, there's certain things you, you, you know, you might act like you got a little something going on because you got seven big brothers behind you. You understand what I'm saying? And so if we have God, if God be for you, who can be against you? I heard a wonderful testimony from Catherine today, a wonderful testimony. She's in the play. Catherine, stand up real quick. Just stand up and sit down. Give it up for Catherine. So proud of her. Just the, the other week, her brother told me, Brandon said, Cece, um, she has an opportunity to be in this play, but she's so nervous. She's not going to do it. And the Lord just gave me to go over here and talk to her, you know, and say, you got to step out. And guys, I hear now she's got a great part in the play, and we're going to see you, Catherine. And, and you know what she said to me? Now, last week when I saw her, or, or whatever week that was, maybe it's been two weeks, she was crying, right, because she was so nervous. Today she said, Pastor, I'm so happy. It's like a whole different person. But that's what happens when you step out, even when you're frightened. Why? Because God is with you. God gave us those gifts and talents. And you know what? That's why he uses us, because we realize that we can't do it on our own. God, I need you, but if you're backing me up, I can do this. A lot of you guys are sitting back, and, and you're not acting like you're loved. You're not acting like you have a perfect father who knows. He, 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 he created you. He knows exactly how you're wired. He knows what you can do. You got, he has more faith. He has faith in you. And he's saying, will you have faith in me? Step out. Turn to somebody and say, step out. Yeah, it's your turn. Step out. Step out. Have courage. Have courage. God sees every pain and struggle. He's able to heal every wounded heart and every broken place. You can trust him, guys. We can trust him. He promises never to leave us. He forgives us, and he helps us to forgive. He gives us the power to let go of resentment and bitterness. He gives us the power to choose what is better. You have the power to choose what's better. Amen. See, the children, we have to learn from the children. No matter what the struggles are you might be facing right now, remember that you are loved by an amazing God. You are perfectly fathered, and that comes with benefits. Everybody say benefits. His reach is big. His power is mighty. And he cares about everything concerning you. He cares about our well-being, right? The state of being happy, healthy, 
uh, or prosperous. He cares about our welfare, the state of doing well, especially in respect to good fortune, happiness, well-being, or prosperity. I found this statement the other day, and this is just a powerful statement. It says, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Heavy, that was good. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. We should be the most satisfied people in the world. If you have a relationship with the Father God, you should be the most satisfied people in the world. Do I have any satisfied people in here? And satisfied doesn't mean you're not praying for something. That you're not, all of us, raise your hand if you're waiting on something. If you're believing God for something. Amen? But it doesn't mean you're not satisfied. He loathes us with benefits. We should be the most satisfied people in the world because we have daily benefits. Psalm 68 and 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. The God of our salvation, Selah. When we allow God to guide us, we experience all. Everybody say all. All the benefits of salvation. We have confidence, contentment, courage, and so much more. But when we choose to sin and go our own way, however, we cannot blame God for the environment that we have created. Some of us have created some negative environments around us, and we need to clean house today. We need to let go of some friends. We need to stop going certain places. We need to stop listening to certain things. It's so funny how people say, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get over fear, and you watching scary movies before you go to bed. <laughs> what sense does that make? <laughs> we have created, we have to create environments in our lives that are unhospitable to the devil. If your environment, your environment should be a place where God feels at home. Some of us, I come to your house, you be like, oh, oh, pastor, don't come right now. Let me put this up real quick. If you have an environment, if, the, if you have an environment that the enemy is at home in, You've created something out of your own will. You should have an environment of joy, environment of peace, environment of love, environment of healing, environment of hope. Right? That should be your environment. That's my environment. Because that's, that's where God lives. He lives in hope. And he's made it available to all of us. He died for all of us. He shed his blood for all of us so we can trust him. You know, whenever you rebel against the Father's leading, you're rebelling against your own best interests. Whenever you say, no, God, I'm going to do it my way, just remember the next time you're tempted to do your own thing, your own way, even when you feel like, you know, you're doing the right thing, but it's not what God told you to do. It's not what the word is telling you to do. Because, you know, we have our own ways that we say, well, you know, I didn't want to make them upset. That's not what God told you to do. I didn't, I didn't want to bring it up, but yet you harbor it in your heart. We have to do things God's way because in God's way, we will reap the benefits of everything that he's paid for. But when you do it your way, well, you know, I prayed, but he didn't come through, so I said, I'm doing it anyway. Okay. I fasted three days. I gave him three weeks. He didn't say nothing, so I'm just going, you know, we know we grown. All right, be grown. 
You are no, you are no match for the enemy. You, you got to know that by now. That you're no match for the enemy. It's time to surrender and say, God, I'll do it your way. Yes, I'll pray for my enemies. Yes, I'll love those who mistreat me. Yes, God, I'll be obedient. I'm going to put you first. You said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else will be added. I'm going to stop adding things before I seek you. Because I'm, I don't have no peace right now. Me and my husband are not getting along. My, ch my children, my bank account, I'm, I'm, oh, oh, I'm going to give to, oh, I'm going to pay my tithes. Because the Bible tells me to pay my tithes. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to give to the building fund. Oh, yeah, because he told me to obey those that he's put over me. He's given me pastors and teachers and, and parents. And look, I, I'm going to do, my mother told me to be in at six. I'm going to be in at six. Because doing it my way is just not working. I don't know why I'm depressed. I can't shake it. I'm always in pain. I'm always, don't look like, I don't see no blessings. What, what's going on? I'm tired of doing it my way. I'm going to live the way you want me to live. I, you're with me. I don't have to be, I don't have to be afraid. The spirit of fear is trying to take me over. But no, no, no. God said in his word that he would never leave me or forsake me. Right? So I bind fear. Fear, you have to go. I am no longer fearful. You're speaking things. You might not even feel it yet. Why? Because we're not a people of feelings. We're a people of faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We stand on the word. God said it. I believe it, and it's settled. It's done. I don't have to ask somebody else what you think. Do you think I should do? What did the word say? You have, this is a personal thing. This is a personal thing. It's a personal thing. We're going to go to one of the most loved chapters in the Old Testament. And we're going to just break each verse down and we'll be done, okay? One of the sweetest, 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 sweetest passage of Scripture. And it talks about the Lord, how he loves us. The 23rd Psalm. The 23rd Psalm. If you would just meditate on this all week long, okay? You can do your other devotion, but I'm just asking everybody in here, if you're a believer, if you're not a believer, you're going to be blessed by this passage. Why? Because it calls the, our Father God the shepherd. The Lord Jesus is our shepherd. And, and David is talking from experience. He used to be a, a shepherd boy, right? And, and, and now he's a king. And so he's seen how God has taken care of him down through the years. You know, I'm, I'm 56 years old, and, and you know, I've, I've got a little life behind me. And that's why I can stand up here with boldness, because God is faithful, and God is true. Amen? I don't care what everybody else is saying. I don't care what culture is saying. I don't care. The Word of God is true. Right will always be right. And wrong will always be wrong. We're losing out on our benefits because we're standing for something that is not according to Scripture. We're living our lives in ways that do not line up with the Word of God. And I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. If you don't do it God's way, it's the wrong way. If you don't do it God's way, you will not experience the supernatural peace of God. You will not experience all of the benefits that we're supposed to experience every day. Every day. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Notice that the Lord wasn't a mere generic shepherd. But David said, he's my shepherd. This thing is personal. I love my husband. We have been together for 37 years. But when I stand before the Lord, he won't be on my arm. I got to stand, stand uh, before the Lord by myself. Don't let your friends send you to hell. Because you got to stand there for yourself. It's personal. 
That's why I'm asking you to evaluate your life. Not somebody else's life, but your life. Are you living like you're loved? Are you living like you've been perfectly fathered? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's personal. David confidently, confidently confesses, I shall not want. Confidently confesses, I shall not want. Some Christians have trusted God to save them for eternity, but they don't have a, much confidence that he can provide for them right now. David's testimony can help instill in us the confidence that God can. God can. No matter how big the mountain is, God can. Amen? I shall not want looks into the future, and it gives us the assurance that no matter what I need, God's got, God's got it. Now and forever, because God has taken care of me all of this time, I'm not worried about tomorrow. He's the God of tomorrow. Right? He's already worked it out. More is implied than is expressed. Not only I shall not want, but I shall be supplied with whatever I need. And I don't have to, oh, and if I don't have everything I desire right now, I may conclude it is either not good for me or I shall have it in due time. Amen? This is how you live like you're loved, all right? I'm praying for it. It still haven't happened. Well, you know what? Either it's not for me or in God's timing. And that's how you have that peace. It's going to happen when God is ready for it to happen. Amen? Psalm 84:11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Verse 2, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. God meets your spiritual needs. He meets your spiritual needs. The cares and struggles of this world can leave us exhausted. Such times of, uh, of, of rough uh, situations, they give you the opportunity to lean in and totally depend on the Lord. He provides spiritual refreshment and restoration. He renews our lives. You know, I'm so glad that God knows how to renew our lives. He knows everything, right? For those of you who don't know, and I'm sure the whole world knows by now, I've become a new grandmother for the first time, right? And, and I have that little Wyatt, and when he smiles, it's just like, it's just like he renewed my life. He gave me a reason to live. I'm working out now. I got to be able to run with this guy, you know? And, and I thought about it, and I was just like, God, you're amazing. You're amazing. When, when you think you're ready to retire, then you get this grandbaby. It's like, oh, no, no, life is just beginning. I got to be a cool grandma, you know? But, but God knows how to refresh you. He knows how to refresh you. And the green pastures, that's, that's the food for our souls, that's the word of God. It's through the word and the spirit of God that he refreshes us. The Lord says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, all you who labor and are of heavy laden. I will give you rest. Verse three, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. God meets our directional needs. He's got this thing. He's got this thing. He meets our spiritual needs. He meets our directional needs. He restores our soul. Daily restoration. Daily restoration is needed. Amen? Daily restoration is needed for the weary soul. It is a major human need. And he leads us along the right path. Sheep are prone to wander. And you know, the best saints is when you know that you're prone to wander. You're prone to wander. You have to know that there's no good thing that dwells in your flesh. That's why we need to be at the church house whenever the doors open. 
Some of us need to spend the night. <laughs> Y'all are laughing, and I'm not playing. <laughs> Y'all excited and on fire for God today. And if I see you on Wednesday, I don't even know if God loves me. You should have spent the night. You should have stayed at the church. But, but, but seriously, God has given us so many things to keep us strong. Pastor Marion, oh, you were such a blessing today. Oh, she's, oh, I just love what God is doing in her life. But she was talking about when we come to church, we're here to be encouraged. We're here to be life givers and to receive life. You know, I love seeing you guys. You, you strengthen me. You encourage me. God uses us to be a blessing to one another. And so whenever there's something happening, if you can be there, be there. God might want you there so you can bless somebody else. It's not always about you. And when you start living like you love, like you're loved, you know what? Your capacity to love grows greater. Because you know what? Now I'm not really worried about myself because I know God's got me. So now I got time to worry about somebody else. I can call somebody else and encourage them. I can see if they're coming tonight. I can see if I can pick them up. See if I'll send them a card. Amen? He leads us. We need to follow. Because if you deviate from the best route to reach your destination, just like we have navigations in our, in our car, right? Because when we deviate from the best route to meet your destination, what does the navigational system tell you? Get reroute. Some of y'all need to reroute today. Get back on the right road and begin to live out in the benefits of God that he's given us. David sinned, and Nathan was sent to tell him, thou art the one. And you know what? He repented. God forgave him, and he restored him. God is in the restoration business. He wants to restore every broken place in your life, but you got to believe for it. You got to really believe that he is who he says that he is and that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. Amen? We have to do it his way. Verse 4. Oh, wait a minute. Before I go there, why? Why? So that his, it's for his name's sake. Don't want to leave that out. For his name's sake. Verse 3 says, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. This is encouraging, too. He does it for his namesake. He wants to bless you because it makes him look good. He wants to bless you so somebody else can see your life and say, I want that. And that way he can draw them in so that they can experience being perfectly fathered. You understand what I'm saying? God wants to prosper you so that someone else will see it and glorify. What did he say? See your good works and glorify God in heaven. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Amen? Amen. Verse 4, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Uh, God meets our emotional needs. Oh, my God, I'm so happy for that. I'm so happy for that. You see, the key to provision is in the presence of God. The key to the provision you need, even when you're going through the darkest places in life, is the presence of God. Whenever life hits me hard, because it doesn't mean you're exempt. When you live like you love, it doesn't mean you're exempt from pain. You just know what to do when it shows up. Right? So when it comes for you, you know where I run. I run to the presence. I don't do like Adam and Eve and run away. But you run towards him and say, God, this really hurts. I don't know how I'm going to make it. Oh, God, I love you. I praise you. You're, you're awesome. And then all of a sudden, you, you feel peace coming into your heart, peace coming into your mind. Your emotions are being healed. Great things happen in his presence. David shows courage. 
he implies that he needs not to fear any evil in the greatest dangers and difficulties he could be in. That's why, guys, you have to understand the world should be able to look at us and see Jesus. During our worst year that we had last year, pandemic, you know, and I was asked that a lot in, in, in interviews. How did you handle the pandemic? And I said, well, I handled it the way I handle everything else. I depend on the Lord. You, don't, you might think you know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But the one I serve does. The one who's looking out for me, my shepherd. My shepherd is looking out for me. And that's where your peace lies. Your peace lies in your backup. Amen? You can have courage. It's because it, your faith is not in yourself. When you live like you're loved, you can expect to be blessed all the time. I'm expecting to be blessed. Do you wake up expecting great things to happen? Goodness and mercy. You, you expect to be blessed. Amen? It's a song, I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting great things, great things. Sometimes you got to get a hold to a little song in your heart and begin to speak the promises over your life. When you live like your love, you expect to be blessed. In the worst of times, you expect to be blessed. Why? Because I belong to the King of Kings. I belong to the Lord of Lords. I'm the apple of his eye. And when you understand who you are, then you begin to love others because you understand that even if they don't know, if their eyes have not been opened, they are still the apple of God's eye. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 5, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. God meets our physical needs. Amen? Though enemies hovered near, God fed him when he was hungry and anointed him with oil when he needed healing. Like David, we must recognize that we have one source. God uses a lot of different channels to provide for us, but he's our only source, right? Um, and he will take care of us. Thou anointest my head with oil. The oil speaks of the Holy Spirit. We need the anointing to break yokes today. I break every spirit of depression today. I break every, every, every spirit of fear today. I break every addiction today. In the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit gives us the power that we need to face anything in life. Amen? My cup runneth over. Now, this is symbolic to joy. We need to be undergirded with joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The Lord says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly, right? The Lord wants our joy to be full. And where is your joy made full at, saints? In his presence, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. Every one of us should leave out of these doors totally free from what we came in here with. You only can receive the benefits that you believe. You only get what you believe for. The table is spread. If you want to leave joy on a table, that's you. I might get mine and yours. I don't know. <laughs> You're just leaving it laid out there. God has provided all things pertaining both to life and godliness, both for body and soul, for time and eternity. He's got it all covered. Such a bountiful benefactor is God to all his people. 
Oh, he's, he is such a perfect father. He is so, so good. We should praise him at all times. Amen? This week, whenever you're ready to complain, replace it with a praise. Raise your hand if you're up for that challenge. Raise your hand if you're up for that challenge. And look around you so, so you can have some accountability because I, I won't. Yeah, look around. All right, all right. If, you, if you're up for the challenge, say, I'm up for the challenge. All right. If you're up for the challenge, all this week when you're ready to complain, say, Lord, I thank you. Think about something that you've already been blessed with. All right? And watch your life change. You're going to start living like you're loved. You're going you're to keep a smile on your face. You know, I don't care what happens. Oh, Lord, I thank you. You might hit your toe when you leave out. Don't curse, saints. It shouldn't, none of us should have cursing in us. But just say, Lord, you're, you're so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And watch that pain leave fast. Let me ask you this. What have complaining done for you? What has being sad done for you? It's made things worse. So we might as well just agree to do it his way. Right? Let's live like we're loved. Last verse. Surely. Ah, I love this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I can't dodge a blessing. I'm blessed and highly favored. You got to know it. Take ownership of it. Right? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God meets our eternal needs. He sees the end from the beginning. He knew when you were born. He knows exactly what you need to rest. He knows how to have your emotions healed, how to heal every broken area. Why would you want to go somewhere else? How confidently, I love how confidently David counts upon the continuance favor of God on his life. His hope rises. His faith is strengthened by being exercised. You got to walk it out. Come on, guys. If we really believe, we should see it. If you really believe, you just can't, you can't help it. You know, it's funny, you know, whenever I go to a, a game and I, I do the national anthem, you know, it's just amazing how excited they are. They're screaming, they're having a good time. I mean, it's just amazing to me. And, and, and when I think about, and that's all because of a team that scored and that won this week and probably going to lose next week. I told you I grew up with a lot of brothers, right? I don't ever have to see sports again in my life. <laughs> but, but, but it's so awesome. It's so electrifying because they're just excited. Why shouldn't we look the same way? When we think of what the Lord has done for us, we have a good shepherd who loved us while we were still in sin. He died for us. And now he's given us joy and peace and hope, and he's given us wisdom. Everything we need to prosper is in him. So act like it. Amen? Amen? Live like you're loved because you are. You are loved. Pam, you're loved. Pivy, you're loved. You're loved. Laquita, you're loved. You are not forgotten. And you know what? We're human. We might forget. Is that Gerard back there? Gerard and Javon, y'all loved. Boys, you're loved. Oh, my God. There is nothing like that. He's so faithful. He's so good. I'm begging y'all to believe. I'm begging you to believe because his word is true. You don't have to deal with depression another night in your life if you believe.
going to believe this thing or we're not. Either God is who he says he is or he's not. He said, I wish you'd be hot or cold, lukewarm. I can't deal with that. There's nothing I can do. We're blocking our blessing. Let's believe and let's live like we're loved. I am pleased with what I have, but you know what? I'm pleased more with what I'm hoping for. More is coming. Amen? But until then, I'm satisfied. I'm happy with Jesus alone. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, because you are a perfect father. We are perfectly fathered. You've taken care of everything. Everything. We give every plan to you. We give our worries to you. We give our depression to you. We give our fears to you. We give our addictions to you. We give our hangups to you. Lord, fill our mouths with praise and worship so that we can live in your presence. So that we can live like we're loved. Hallelujah. 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 Just allow the Lord to refresh you right now. Worship him. Worship him. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for refreshing us in your presence, for renewing our minds, for reminding us that you're with us, for reminding us that you desire to bless our lives, you, de you desire to bless our children, you desire to bless our children's children, you desire to bless everything that concerns us for your glory. So Lord, we receive the benefits today. We take them off the table, Father God, and, and we receive them, Lord. We open up our hearts and we receive everything that you have for us, God. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you for every promise being true. We thank you for every promise coming to pass in each of our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray, and we believe by faith. Thank you for being our shepherd. It's personal. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, put those hands together. Come on, act like you're loved today. Come on and praise him like you know you, he loves you today. Come on and praise him like you know he loves you. Turn to somebody, say, he loves me. He loves me. Woo! He loves me. He loves me. All right. We, we're going to pray. We're going to open up the, uh, uh, the doors of the kingdom, the doors of this wonderful family. For anybody who might not know Jesus as your personal Savior, all right? I want to invite you into this perfectly fathered family. I want you to bow your heads. The Bible says in Romans 10 and 10 that if we confess our sins, that that we will be saved. Actually, I want to, yeah, there you go. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto salvation, unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So all you have to do is, is confess that Jesus is Lord and believe it. And you will walk into this perfectly fathered family and receive the daily benefits. So I want you to bow your heads if you're ready to do this. And I would love for everybody to repeat this after me so that they will hear your support. Those who are saying this for the first time say, Father God, I confess Jesus is Lord. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. And on the third day, you raised him from the grave. I repent of my sins. Forgive me of all my sins and fill me with the Holy Spirit so I will be empowered to live like I am loved. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Come on and put those hands together for those who... Come on, make some noise in here. Believe for it. Glory to God. Welcome to the family of God. If you said that prayer and you believed it in your heart, then you are a part of this family. And if you said yes to Jesus today, we want you to text yes to Jesus to 77411 right now on your phone because we want to send you some information to explain to you this incredible, this incredible experience that you had today. All right? So do that because we want to celebrate with you and help you along the way. This is a family. Um, if you have any prayer requests, we're going to ask our altar workers to come down to the front and we want to pray with you. If you have any urgent prayer requests, we have altar workers that would love to pray with you, that would love to. If you have other requests that you just want to send in, you can send your prayer requests. Visit NashvilleLifeChurch.com slash prayer, okay? And we have a prayer team that will pray for all of your requests and we just see incredible things happening through our prayer team. I thank God for our prayer team, all of our teams. What a blessing. So please do that, all right? Also, we have um, next steps right after service. I am going to dismiss, and right after service, we would love for you to be a part of next, step, next steps right after service at 3.30 in room 104, okay? Um, I think that's all. Yeah, I love y'all. I love y'all. You are loved, all right? You're the best, huh? Offering. Yes, if you have your um, offering in your hand that you want to give, our finance team is waiting to receive your offering, okay? So if you didn't give offering, some of us do it online, but some of us like to do it physically. So if you want to do that, they are waiting to receive that. I want to encourage everybody to give to the building fund. Ask people who, who you think might want to sow into the building fund. Hey, we got to get into our building, and we are. God is so good. Pray for the city. We know a lot of things that are happening in our city, but we want to get our permits so we can get to our new building. God is good, and remember you're loved, all right? And remember the challenge, the challenge. We're going to praise God. We're not going to complain because we're loved, and he's on our side. Let's pray. Father God, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed. I love you. Have a great day. Same. I will never be.
Yes, I believe. 